Good morning. This is the Address That Hand to You podcast with your host, Mr. C. Good morning. Uh. Address That uh. Handle You. Uh. Good morning. This is the Address That uh. Handle You podcast. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. joining us today is a good day i want to thank everybody for tuning in good morning this is the address that handle you podcast with your host mr c thank you for your ongoing support this platform is brought to you on behalf of grown folks business inc make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend we all have a network share address that handle you podcast it costs nothing and it's not hard to do I would like to thank everyone that continues to show their support and their interest in the morning show. I like to acknowledge all my affiliates. First and foremost, Grown Folks Business Inc., the GAH Foundation, PTSD Talk TV, Silverback Gorilla News, the Militant Minded Podcast, the Lalo Music Podcast, Meeting of the Men, and last but not least, 
Midwest to the BX. Today, I want to share my thoughts on a story I ran across a few days ago. This story took place at an independent living facility for the developmentally disabled. The allegation of abuse took place at a Queens, New York residence. The reason why this article caught my attention is because I worked at similar facilities in New York City. I have heard of stories similar to this one. It bothers me because these people we are paid to serve doesn't include mistreatment of this population. Through my experience in this field, I have heard some horrible stories. What makes this case more despicable is that staff had the nerve to film it. Hippolo violation to save the least. When you care for people with disabilities, you have to be supportive and encouraging to that person that you are serving. And um, I started my journey, I believe, in 2002, working with people with developmental disabilities. Um, it's a blessing, to say the least, to work and be a, and be put in a position to help individuals do everyday things, like everyday things that we do throughout our lives. You know, these people that we serve, these individuals, they come from difficult situations, whether in the womb or outside of the womb. Now, dealing with this population, if I'm not mistaken, in the state of New York, the person has to be diagnosed with a developmental disability by the age of 22. I might be wrong, because it's been a while, but I know for a fact that these individuals either suffer traumatic brain obstruction or they suffered in the womb of the parent. So if you have an understanding and a knowledge of working with people with developmental disabilities, some cases they're born like that. I've dealt with the population of people with cerebral palsy and I've worked with individuals with high functioning developmental issues as well as low functioning. And it's different diagnosis for different individuals. Like for example, an individual might be developmentally disabled, but they have a high function where they are able to work in the community and just do different things. They have more independence. And then you have some individuals with low developmental ability to the point where you know, you have to assist them. Like sometimes in some cases I had to assist individuals with putting a spoon to their mouths or in some cases monitoring their eating habits. So for example, if I see an individual put food in his mouth and he don't chew his food, he just swallows and keeps eating. I have to monitor that and redirect him to pace himself. You know, sometimes that's a challenge because the individual's most of the time are grown individuals. They don't want nobody telling them what to do. But if you're doing it to correct the behavior, and that's what you're dealing with, because individuals with low or high um, functioning have the capability to also have behavior 
issues. So, for example, I've known individuals that would throw things across the room. One individual I had, he liked to break things, so he would punch the glass out of nowhere. So majority of the time, he became one of them cases where he became a one-on-one, and that meant staff had to be with him at all times and walk with him through the house and, you know, have him walk with you through the house, you know, had to keep the individual close. Those was tough assignments because, you know, individuals with behavior problems, they don't let you know when they're going to have a behavior. They just, something just triggers their behavior for them to act out and create a scene. But back to the story, this allegation of abuse took place at a Queens, New York residence. And it bothers me because these people are paid to serve these individuals. And what people fail to realize is when you have an allegation of abuse to a person with a developmental disability or anybody that's considered disabled or handicapped, you can't ever get a real job anymore. Things like domestic violence, things like abusing individuals, abusing children. You can't get a job in a place that makes a nice amount of money because of those allegations against you. And it's sad because I saw some of the video, which was pretty disturbing. But I've also heard of stories working in facilities. One time I heard a story of a dude used to work at one of the group homes and he worked for the corrections, Department of Corrections. So he had a stun gun and he fell asleep one day at the facility with the stun gun out. And it just so happened that the people that monitor state facilities walked into the building. They Sometimes they do random pop-ups, especially at night. They'll come through probably in the evening when it's live, the individuals are up, roaming about. You know, the evening shift was always a rough shift because you dealt with the individuals. You was with them most of the time. But at night, it was a lax situation. But long story short, he had a stun gun sitting on the table where he was laying at on a couch next to the table. And when he walked in, they saw the stun gun sitting on the table and they like, first of all, you're not allowed to bring any weapons on a state property, first and foremost, unless you're a security or part of that team. You're not allowed to walk around with firearms on state property. So for him to have that stun gun in a state facility was wrong, so he violated there. But what also was uh, crazy was because you're dealing with individuals with developmental disabilities. So you shouldn't be having nothing like that around individuals unless, if I didn't know no better, I think you was using it on the individuals to keep them in line, keep them in check. And that's abuse. You're not supposed to physically harm the individual unless you're using your trait 
tactics that you was trained to do in case of a physical altercation. And most of the techniques involve reflecting or moving out the way. It doesn't have any physical combat with individuals. You're not supposed to put your hands on them in a physical combative way. But in some cases, I've heard stories of individuals breaking bones in the middle of a technique that we was trained and got certificates for, saying that we were certified to participate in a takedown if we had to. And a lot of times people wasn't properly trained. And sometimes when you go into these facilities, the stuff that you learned in the classroom is not like it is hands-on. Like I learned that right away as soon as I started. A lot of those techniques and a lot of those um, guidelines and rules doesn't apply in a setting like that. You know, you're dealing with individuals that could possibly hurt you. You know, I worked in facilities where people would get hurt, you know, but you can't bring street tactics into a facility like that. Like I seen video of a man putting something in the individual's mouth, but they blurred out the, the video, but still just, why would you do such a thing? Why would y'all do that to individuals? And then what people fail to realize is these individuals are children of somebody, family members, cousins, like my individuals, some of my individuals at the places that I used to serve, their parents would come by, check up on them, you know, and I know that's a hard thing to do as a parent to leave your child somewhere where you don't know if they're getting abused or not. And some of these individuals are nonverbal, so they can't really express how they feel. And some of them live in misery because the people that are hired to take care of them hurt them. And that's just sad to me. And after a while working for a facility, I eventually left because I started to see things that I didn't want to be a part of or affiliated with. And like I stated before, this type of allegations or things of this nature follow you for the rest of your life. That's abuse, mistreatment of people with developmental disabilities, somebody that's weaker. And, you know, I, I just don't understand it. And like I st stated before, it's very disturbing because I've heard of allegations and I've seen people get put out or caught criminal charges dealing with this. Like for example, when I first started working for the state, I was working at an organization before that this organization dealt with people with cerebral palsy. The only hard thing about dealing with somebody with cerebral palsy is if they're confined to a wheelchair, you have to pick them up or put them on this machine that picks them up and have to bathe them and make sure that you care for them. Some of them are subject to wear um, adult pampers. So you have to know how to put on their adult pampers. And usually 
when I worked in these facilities, I dealt with the men. I never showered a woman or did none of that. I wouldn't even feel comfortable having a shower a woman. You know what I'm saying? And it's even dangerous showering a man too because I've heard stories of men doing weird stuff to individuals, male individuals. So this stuff goes on in these facilities and it's a blessing that a whistleblower or a witness or somebody reports these things because you bring in hell to somebody's life by mistreating them. But back to what I was saying, I work with people with cerebral palsy and I transferred to the state like maybe a few months in the facility I was working at. And I started working for the state and the money is wonderful if you know how to hustle. Cause there's always overtime, there's always something to do. So, you know, but this is the type of job where you can't be tired and or be a lazy type of person because it reflects on the facility or the group home, some people call it. But when I transferred to the state, I was in training and it was this gentleman that I was paying attention to and I don't know how the state wasn't paying attention to him because, you know, the way he was talking and moving, he was out of pocket. Before I go any further, I'm going to take a short intermission and play something I received hot off the presses from Lalo Music and Mike Militant. This song is called Null and Void, a.k.a. No Hook. Let me know if you like it, you know, I've been playing Lalo music and Mike Millicent's music for a minute. They're good people to the show. Um, I thank everybody for tuning in. Today I'm talking about an article I read earlier about individuals being abused at a group home. This madness needs to stop. There needs to be more stricter laws for that because these people don't have nobody protecting them really. But without further ado, this song is called Null and Void, No Hook, Lay Low Music, featuring Mike Militant. Let me know what y'all think. I'll be back shortly. Peace. Total disregard for everything I do for him. Focused on little things I can't do for him. Could never repay me for interrupting my journey. If I pay their fees for him, it raises the bounty. They eating knowledge from a tree, posing as lost slaves, looking for sympathy, wisdom, no empathy here. It's me, they blame for the cyclones, keep them in cycles, digging holes, trying to have their neck in this when I'm near. Creator told me I'm the woman round here, since the seeking destroy you toy demons round here. A plank in your eye, not a speck in mine. I forgive you, come to collect seven and five Matthew. Channeling light, only write what I'm told to. Pray ancestors, come with God when my pen move. Being from the temple, air seeps to your temples. Flashing in the emperor's new clothes, we don't see you fool, nah. No, no. 
I begin, not here to pretend. Back against the wind, can you comprehend? Life full of sin in the hands of men. Work I put in, brought madness in the end. Pain from my veins led to the brain. Let me explain too many losses. Been trying to gain this, not a game. Trying not to hang left. New York, we boss it. Last resort, 40 states, independent tour. Back up north, word to God, when it got hard. Ten toes down without a foot start. I'm not a star. You see me not on TV. The hood needs my energy. Spiritually, mentally, stand up, man. Will not tolerate hate. Have to demonstrate, have to demonstrate. Work I put in, brought madness in the end. Life is a tank of piranhas, I came in with a smile, they cavemen living foul, full of bull. I score, you garbage, I'm a grouch, they slimy, fake friendship, combat and Satan, the mortals that he begin with. Militia artists assist, I draw the curtain, trying to conceal, I reveal identity stolen. Dr. Seuss is the go-to for a floor plan under construction, demolition on fake friends, green eggs and ham, you gon' hear what they feeding you. At my front door, looking like overcooked dudes, cannibals, minds of animals, feed all flesh, never fool, seeing to deliver, asking me to help them pull, they demand I embellish lies on canvas, canvas airy dimensions, loose and deep in it. Loose lips, tight screw ups when I drill them, get put in the wall. Can't eat with broken jaws, horse feet and war. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <clears throat> You're now tuned in to address that handle you podcast with your host, Mr. C. That was Lalo Music featuring Mike Militant. That was called Null and Void, No Hook. Salute to Lalo and Mike Militant for showing love to the show. We definitely appreciate y'all for the love. But um, back to the topic at hand. Um, I was discussing something I ran across on the internet feed where a facility out in Queens, a private um, place, a private facility serving people with developmental disabilities. Um, There was a report of abuse and what made it worse was the person that video recorded the abuse I don't know how it got leaked out. I didn't really dig deep into the story, but I have my own little stories about working in these facilities. And I was telling you about when I transferred from working with people with cerebral palsy to working for the people under the state. And um, it was this individual in training that caught my attention, but not in a positive way. You know, his energy was kind of perverted he would ask these crazy questions like if you catch the individuals having sex and all this stuff and it's like i didn't understand how they didn't catch that you know like this dude red flag uh uh-uh why would you ask those types of questions but anyway we've completed the training he went to a group home i think in the bronx i was somewhere in the bronx as well but maybe two months in i hear a story coming through the airwaves, like a dude in my training class got arrested and it made the news and everything. He got arrested for molesting the individual, got caught in the act, 
having sexual intercourse with a male individual. Now, I ain't going to go into details, but when I heard this, I had already, I already knew who it was before I heard who it was or before I saw it on the news. But I'm thinking to myself, how you come to work and leave your job in handcuffs? Like, logically, that doesn't make any sense. But dude got caught by another staff, and the staff that caught him gave him a beatdown. And I think he got arrested too, but they eventually let him go. But I think I would have did the same thing if I would have caught one of my male staff members sexually abusing a person with disabilities, like or anybody for that matter. But you come to work to take care of individuals, you know, and you're caught sexually abusing the individual. I didn't understand that, but I've heard worse stories. I've heard so many stories. And I've been in the building when some of these stories popped off, but I wasn't on that floor. And I thank God I wasn't, because once things like that happen, you have to write reports. And if there's anything criminal going on, you will be arrested, you know? So I always kept my nose clean. I took care of the individuals. I treated the individuals as if those individuals were my children. I had to take them on doctor's appointments. I had to feed them. I had to give them medication. I had to observe them and check them, make sure they was okay. Because if they wasn't, I would have to call 911. So I was always attentive and alert when dealing with individuals that I served. And I don't understand how people that work in these facilities and these agencies don't have compassion and don't have moral and etiquette to know that these individuals need our support and we have to encourage them to live normal lives by being an example of normal. But when you put normal and you mix it with perversion, that's not natural. That's out of the ordinary. And people and these facilities and these government agencies that monitor these state and private facilities, they need to make sure that they do thorough investigations because you're playing with people's lives. And with that being said, that's all I have for y'all today. This is the Address That Handle You podcast with your host, Mr. C. I want to thank you for your ongoing support. This platform is brought to you on behalf of Grown Folks Business, Inc. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. We all have a huge network. Share, address the hand to you podcast. It costs nothing and it's not hard to do. I would like to thank everyone that continues to show their interest in the morning show. I'd like to acknowledge all my affiliates, GFB Inc., GAH Foundation, PTSD, Talk TV, Silverback Gorilla News, Militant Minded Podcast, Lalo Music Podcast, Meeting of the Men, and last but not least, Midwest of the BX. Until next time, stay blessed, have a great morning, be safe, and um, stay productive and positive. Peace. Address that. Handle you. Greetings, brothers and sisters and friends. And to my many enemies. Uh, you gotta get up, get out, and get something.
address that, handle you. Uh, early morning, kind of sleeping, still yawning, loud going, dial toning, but up a phoning for a blessing. Will you help me get my ass up out the bed and go? God love me because he said it so. Don't look away because I beg for more than I ever, ever had. Praying for the future, but I'm dealing with the past. Mama say I worry because I'm too much like my dad. Some things are forever, nothing never lasts. Like the rising of the sun, knowing big mama pass. Time travel fast, something you shall find. Awake from your slumber, open up your blinds. Like radio listeners around the world. You gotta get all get out and get something. Why rest when now the world running? Nothing never come to those that just wait. Don't never lose sight of your goal, just keep straight. Hang line, it's the time to wake up, wipe your eyes, rise and shine. You will learn more from this telecast. Oh, a shadow of a doubt. Free your mind. Knowledge is power. Most time what you've been doing has been nothing. You gotta get get out and get something. Why risk when now the this is what we labor to do to open the eyes of the people. All of my enemies, and I have so many of them. You're welcome to come. Make yourself at home. We'll be there answering all of your questions on any subject you desire to talk about anything. Any subject that you have in mind, brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, so our objective, our aim is to call your attention to what is right. Your life is a dream while sleeping on.